How many of you are glad to be in Christ? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. Praise God. It's in him that we live and move and have our being. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated and I just wanted to quickly announce a couple of new series that are going to be starting up this Wednesday night and next Sunday night. Some great, great teachings going to take place because the word's good. And Brenda and I are going to be going to Africa in the month of November and we're going to be doing 12 hours of peace and she's going to be teaching on prayer for 12 hours. I'm going to be teaching on the Holy Spirit or what they call pneumatology. I like to call it spiritology. A study of the Holy Spirit, spirit, soul, and body, how to train the human spirit, how to be led by the Spirit of God. And so Wednesday night, I'm going to be kicking that off. I'm going to be talking about man in eternal spirit, looking at the real you and the real me on Wednesday evening. And then next Sunday, we'll continue with our series, Jesus Is. And then Sunday night, Brenda's going to start part one of a great series called Lord Teach Us to Pray. Amen? So a lot of good things are happening. Make sure you avail yourself to the word that's going forth from this place. Let's pray and ask the Lord to uh, speak to us today through his word and by his spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning thanking you and praising you for just a refreshing time of worship this morning. Thank you for your presence that is in us and that is upon us and that is among us this morning. We ask you, sir, for utterance. We set ourselves in agreement for that which is just right for this time and for this hour. And Lord, we give you praise and honor and glory, for it's in the name of Jesus that we pray and agree, and all said amen Amen. and amen. So we're going to be looking at a new series called Jesus Is. And you you can take a lot of different avenues with that, because he is something. He is Lord, right? So let's start out this morning by looking at John chapter 10. And notice with me in verse 11, uh, John, the 10th chapter and the 11th verse. Of course, this is following uh, verse uh, 10 of this scripture. He says, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So we see that Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And then in verse 11, he says this, I am the good shepherd. So number one, Jesus is the good shepherd. Didn't say he's the good cowboy. He doesn't drive his sheep. He leads his sheep. Amen. He said, I am the good shepherd. And then he says, the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. We are the sheep of his pasture. And he has given his life for us. So number one in our series, Jesus is the good shepherd. Now you can't think of uh, Jesus being the good shepherd without looking at Psalms 23. So we want to take a look at Psalms 23. And let's go back there and we'll uh, read that uh, that psalm. uh, And we'll do it here in a moment. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. So we see here that Jesus is our shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. 
He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Read verse 6 with me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So we know that Jesus, or that David was a shepherd boy, and he tended to the flock, he guided the flock, but many scholars say that this psalm was penned when David was an older man. Amen. And so we know that David faced some great difficulties. We know that Saul was after him. We know that one day he found himself in a cave running from Saul. And so we understand that as an older man, even in the darkest times of his life, David said, Jesus is my shepherd. In other words, he knew that when the test was on, that his shepherd could be counted on. Is that right? Have you faced some tests? Have you faced some trials? Have you found him to be faithful? Have you found the good shepherd to be right there for you on your side and with you and in you to take you through whatever you may be facing? Amen. And so there's a lot of scriptures in the word of God about shepherd. For example, Isaiah, the 40th chapter in the 11th verse, and I'll just quote this to you, tells us that the Lord will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather his lambs with his arm. Amen. That shows the gentleness of the shepherd. That shows his care for his sheep, his care for his lambs. In Hebrews, the 13th chapter and the 20th verse, it says that Jesus is the great shepherd of the sheep. He's the great shepherd of the sheep. And then in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 25, and I'd like you to look at that one if you would. Let's just take a moment to look at some scripture. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 25. 1 Peter, the second chapter, and verse 24, and I... Of course, this should be a familiar verse of scripture for all of us, those that are standing on God's word for divine health. Verse 24 says, and I'll quote it, Who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins might live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were what? By his stripes you were healed. So we see the sin part being accomplished or taken, being taken care of when Jesus died for us and became our substitute. He bore our sins in his own body on Calvary's cross. That we being dead to sins might live unto righteousness. Or we should live up to who we are in Christ. And then it goes on to say, by whose stripes you were healed. That talks about the physical man there. So the spiritual man is taken care of. He bore our sins in his own body. And then the physical man is also taken care of. That's good news. 
Go ahead and say this with me. By whose stripes I was healed. And then notice with me in verse 25, a very interesting verse of scripture that just flows right along with verse 24. It says, for ye were as sheep going astray. Now I know Raul, you were one of them. I was one of them. And all of you actually, but before Christ, you were all going astray. We were as sheep going astray. But aren't you glad the good shepherd has had his eye on you all the time? Amen. We were going astray. But now, when we returned, in other words, when we opened up our heart and we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we returned to him unto the shepherd. Now notice this word, and bishop of our souls. Now, the word bishop means overseer. In other words, one who has oversight. When you think about a a bishop in certain churches or in certain denominations, oftentimes a bishop superintends pastors. A bishop watches over their churches. And if they have any difficulties or any problems, they take it to the bishop. Aren't you glad that we have a bishop and his name is Jesus? He is the overseer. He's watching over. He's looking after. Now notice, he is looking after your soul. So we see in that, those two verses, we see spirit, soul, and body. Somebody says, well, what's the difference between the spirit and the soul? Come Wednesday night and I'll tell you. But basically, with your spirit, you contact God. It's that that part of you which is created in the image and likeness of God. With your soul, that's made up of your mind and your will and your emotions, right? So the good news is this. Jesus is our shepherd. He is the bishop of our souls. He's watching over us. Aren't you glad that we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind? Jesus has made it all available to you and I so that we may walk in peace and walk in joy every day of our life. Amen. So in this context, we see spirit, soul, and body. Amen. So Jesus is your shepherd. Jesus is my shepherd. Now, David knew this in a very personal sense. He could say he is my shepherd because he had communion with him. Now, when we say Jesus is my shepherd and I shall not want We both say it as a declaration and also as a decision. When we say, I shall not want, we're saying all of our needs are supplied by Jesus, for he is the good shepherd. Now, let's just, let me just give you a few other translations and we'll bring up the amplified version of Psalm 23.1. And I'm thankful for the folks upstairs. They do such a good job. I forgot to give my scriptures today. In Psalms 23 in the NLT, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. The NIV says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I wonder if that could change your life if you just said that, even if you had to say it in faith. I dare say we all need to say it in faith. Today's Living Bible says this, Because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything. Everything that I need. 
And then in the Amplified, which I believe they've pulled up, let's read it together. The Lord is my shepherd to feed, to guide, and to shield me. I shall not lack. Woo! Man, you could preach right there. Because the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want for strength. For the Lord is the strength of your life. Because the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want for light. Because he is your light and he is your salvation. Because the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want for wisdom. For Jesus is made unto me wisdom. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want for redemption. For Jesus is my redeemer. And I know that my redeemer liveth. Amen. Because he is my shepherd, I shall not lack. I shall not want. There'll always be food on my table. My bills shall always be paid. Why? Because I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed out begging for bread. Somebody shout, Jesus is. Jesus is. My shepherd. Oh, hallelujah. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that we'll go through life with on flowery beds of ease. That makes me think of Kenneth E. Hagin, who, if he was on earth today, would be 100 years old today. Amen. 100 years old. He left this earth when he was 87. But one thing we know about it, though the outward man perished, his inward man is being renewed day by day. So it doesn't mean that Because he is your shepherd, you're not going to face challenges. Rather, you will face challenges because the enemy doesn't like you. I mean, if they hated Jesus, they're going to hate you. If the enemy tested Jesus in the wilderness, he's going to test you in Hayward. Or wherever you live in the Bay Area, right? Amen. But Jesus said, now in the world, you're going to have some tribulation. You're going to have some trouble. But listen, because I am your shepherd and because I am your joy and because I am your strength, you can be of good cheer. You can put on a happy face. Amen. You can get happy in your own britches. Amen. Be a good cheer. Why, Jesus? Because I have already overcome the world. I've deprived it of its power to hurt you or to harm you. I am your shepherd. I love you and I've got you. Amen. So don't get all frowned out and bummed out just because you're facing a current test. Jesus knows what your current situation is. He knows what your current location is. Amen. And Jesus is your shepherd and he is the great intercessor seated at the right hand of the father who ever liveth to make intercession for you and for me. So it's good to say that every day. It's good to wake up in the morning and say today, Lord, is your is the day you have made. And Lord, I just trust you. With my life. And when you do that, man, nothing that comes your way will be able to take you down or to take you out because Jesus is on the throne of your heart. Now, here's the bottom line the bottom line is this is that someone bigger than us is looking out for us. Someone bigger than us is looking out for us. Amen. Now, a natural shepherd, he goes through a great deal of trouble 
to provide them, to provide the sheep with the finest grazing, ample winter feed, and clean water. He provides shelter from the storms, protection from all enemies, and the diseases and the parasites to which sheep are susceptible. Are there not some parasitical things out there in the world system that may try to attach yourselves to you? The good shepherd is looking out for you. A natural shepherd from dawn till late at night is alert, watching over the welfare of his flock. And that immediately makes me think that he never slumbers, he never sleeps. Jesus is your shepherd. He's never slumbering. He's never sleeping. And the eyes of your good shepherd are running to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on your behalf. Woo! I said, woo! You want me to quiet that down just a bit? Woo! Woo! Is that better? (laughs) Hallelujah! Oh, come on, somebody. Jesus is. Jesus is alive. Jesus is my shepherd. Hallelujah. There is nothing that he doesn't see. There's nothing that he can't see. All things are open to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. And he is the high priest of your confession. And if you will just give voice to the fact that he is your shepherd, he watches over his word to perform it in your life. Amen. I remember Mario, when he used to come to church, he'd have his microphone over there and he'd step aside and say, Amen, Mario, that's good preaching. <laughs> Whew. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what's going on in your finances. He knows exactly what's going on in your relatives. He knows exactly what's going on in your body. He knows. But not only does he know, he cares. So because he cares so much, why don't we then just cast all of our cares on him? Amen? Why don't we just give it all to Jesus? Rolling the whole of your care, all of your anxieties upon him, your shepherd, For he cares about you watchfully, tenderly, and affectionately. That's the good news today. He said this, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never ever going to forsake you. As a matter of fact, we don't need to be in such a hurry. Let's look at Hebrews 13. Let's look at Hebrews 13, verse 5 and 6. Let's get some word today. Amen. Hebrews. I didn't say homebrews. The book of Hebrews. No. (laughs) Amen. Hebrews. Chapter 13. Amen. Verse 5 and verse 6. Great verses of scriptures that you should know. He said in verse 5, Let your conversation or your manner of life be without covetousness or selfishness and be content with such things as you have. I'll add this. Be thankful for what you have. If you want to experience increase and more in your life, you'll never receive increase and more in your life by having a spirit of ingratitude. A spirit of thanksgiving 
is the door to more. Amen. I like that. I didn't think that up. Say this with me. The spirit of thanksgiving is the door to more. I like that. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And be content with such things as you have, for he has said. So we're seeing here now something that he has said about our lives. This is Jesus is our shepherd has said, I will never leave you. Never. I will never leave you, nor will I do what? I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Is that true? It's what the word says. Now, you can't walk by sight and experience the benefits of this verse. Because if you walk by sight, you're walking by feelings. And I know you as well as I know me. We all feel as though the Lord's not there sometimes. Don't we? But thank God we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. When we don't sense him, we, don't, we can't sense his presence. We can stand on the word of God. He said in his word that he would never leave me. He would never forsake me. Now notice this next verse. He said, so that we may boldly say. In other words, we're just simply quoting or declaring what he just said before in the previous verse. He said in the previous verse, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, because we believe that, we boldly say. I believe this, that we need to get more bold about what we say. Get our heart and our mouth engaged so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. If he said he'd never leave me to forsake me, that means he must be there to help me. He must be there to help you. Yes, he is. Jesus is your shepherd and Jesus is my helper. So that we may boldly say, what? The Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Amen. Now lift your right hand up to the Lord and say this. Thank, thank you, Jesus. You will never leave me. You will never forsake me. Now I boldly say, that the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? See, what we need to know is that the lamb that is seated on the throne of heaven has chosen to be our shepherd. And his choice is not based on my performance. Thank God. It's not based on the color of our skin. Amen? It's not based on your size, your age, or your background. Where you're from, what you've done, good or bad, He has chosen to be your shepherd. It's based on this, that you were created in the likeness and image of God. He loves you and He is committed to us forever. Amen? Now, following the good shepherd and having an understanding and a revelation of him being our shepherd produces provision, abundance, 
restful waters, tranquil waters. It also brings into our life a renewed life. It brings into our souls a revival, a reviving of our soul. Now, here's the problem. Instead of seeing him as our shepherd, oftentimes people see him the exact opposite. They see him as not a shepherd, but they see him as a taskmaster. Now, nowhere in the word of God will you find that Jesus is my taskmaster. Amen? But you will find that Jesus is my shepherd. And people that have this mindset of him being a taskmaster, here's what happens sometimes, is they set impossible goals. They set unachievable standards for themselves. No matter what I do, it's just never enough. The enemy will endeavor you to be religiously driven, not spiritually energized. There is a spirit called religious. A religious spirit oftentimes will counterfeit itself as the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit doesn't drive us. He leads us. The Holy Spirit doesn't put us down. He lifts us up. Your shepherd does not drive you. He does not cause you to be all worried and stressed out about all that's wrong with you. I think we need to change our mindset and stop looking at ourselves and looking to the lamb and look at what's right with him and what he's put on the inside of us. Come on, somebody. And so oftentimes people live in a, in sort of a, a frantic, fearful of making a mistake, fearful of missing God, continual feeling like they're displeasing or not measuring up. The devil comes along and tells them, you're not praying enough. You're not studying enough. You're not confessing enough. You're not witnessing enough. You're out of the will of God. I ask that. When is it ever enough? It's never enough with the devil. But in the word of God, you see that Jesus is more than enough. He can take little and he can multiply the seed of your life. And he can cause you, glory to God, to be yoked up with him. The truth of the matter is, and I like what the message translation says. So let's look at Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Are you getting anything yet this morning? Say with me, Jesus is my shepherd. We need to wear the true yoke of Jesus. And I like this in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and 30. I'm going to read it from the message translation. They'll get it in a minute. Matthew eleven twenty-eight says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Somebody say, that's good news. And here's what he said. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and to live lightly. When we do this, when we do life right, when we're yoked up with Jesus and we get a revelation that he is our shepherd, It'll bring rest into your soul. 
Isaiah said it like this. For thus says the Lord God, Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you will be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. You already have his approval. I encourage you this week to expect some supernatural and unexplainable things to happen in your life. I encourage you to make room in your heart for the supernatural power of God. He is your shepherd on Monday. I'm going to say that again. He is your shepherd on Monday. He's your shepherd on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday night, even if the Raiders lost. He is still our shepherd. Stop declaring garbage over your life. When you say, oh, I hate Mondays. Or my job stinks. Thank God you've got a job. I never get promotions at work. Traffic is always bad on this road. What's happening is you're making garbage declarations over your life. And you need to also watch your internal dialogue. You know, when you're negative and critical and, you know, despising yourself, you're making the wrong kind of declarations over your life. Look at your neighbor and say, but we can change that. Hallelujah. Declare he is our shepherd. So I want to close with a PowerPoint that Jane put together with me. I trust that it's there. Let's take a look. At this, And let's make some great, strong confessions today. Amen? Number one, because Jesus is our shepherd, I shall not want. You know, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Because he's our shepherd, that means he's our provider. Number two, because he is our shepherd, that means that we have Rest. This says that he makes us to lie down in ugly pastures. Now, what kind of pastures does he lead you in? He leads you in green and lush pastures. Amen? He has rest for your soul, as we said earlier. And then, because he is my shepherd, notice with me, where does he lead us? He leads us besides still waters, that means that he is my peace. Amen. So lift one hand up to the Lord this morning and say, Lord Jesus, you are my shepherd. I have all I need. Thank you that you are my supply and that you are my source of provision. You are my abundant compensation. And I walk by faith and not by sight. And I believe that I receive my harvest more than enough for my life. And Lord, I thank you that as a believer that I can enter in to the rest of God. Thank you, Lord. I'm full of peace. I don't have a care. The peace of God that passes all understanding. It's keeping my heart. It's keeping my mind through Christ Jesus. 
Jesus is my shepherd, my provider, my rest. Jesus is my peace. You know, that's a whole lot better than saying, I don't know what in the world I'm going to do if things don't turn, if things don't change. That's a whole lot better than saying, I'm so worried, I toss and turn all night. Seems like I can only get two, three hours of sleep every night. I don't know what's happening. I'm just so upset. It's better to say that I'm full of rest. Amen? It's better to say, I have peace in Christ Jesus. Now let's go on to the next slide. Because Jesus is my shepherd, he restores my soul. Amen? He is the restorer of your soul. I know this firsthand. Jesus literally, when he came into my life, he changed me from the inside out. He not only changed my spirit and made me a new creation, but he changed my body. I'm telling you. When I was 23, 22, 20 years old, I looked like a 66-year-old man. I looked old. I can remember walking one day from a class to back to my dorm, and a person had seen me that I had played basketball with the year before, and they had a big change in one year in my life when I started doing drugs. He didn't recognize me. And I heard him say to his friend, Man, he looks old. Well, Jesus can take your old man and make you a new man. He can even take your body and quicken it and renew it. Hallelujah. But then, you know my testimony, through the use of drugs, my soul was just about gone. But oh, thank God, through the Word of God and by the Spirit of God, He converted my soul. He changed my mind. He took me out of the pit and brought me into the pulpit. He took me out of mental, being mentally ill into being sharp and sound by the grace of God. He restores people's souls. And some of you have people around you that their souls need restoring. Don't you give up on them. You keep praying for them. You keep believing God for them because Jesus restores people's souls. Oh, hallelujah. Now lift your hands with me and say, Lord, thank you that you are the bishop of my soul and you are continually restoring my soul. And the next one says, he's our guide, is he not? What does he do? He leads us in the right path. He leads you in the right path. There's a lot of different ways that you can go. There is a way that seems right unto a man, but your shepherd knows what path you should be on. So cooperate with him and declare with me real strong this morning. He leads me. He guides me in the right paths for his name's sake. And then what about this one? Man, this is shouting ground right here. This speaks of protection. Because Jesus is my shepherd. I have his protection. He says, I will fear no evil. Why, Jesus? For you are with me. Woo, glory to God. Protection belongs to the people of God. 
Protection belongs to you and belongs to me in a crazy world, in a world that's going to hell in a handbasket. You and I, as heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, can walk about safely. We can live our lives under the blood and under the name of Jesus. We don't have to be afraid of the snare of the fowler or anything like that because Jesus is our protector. Woo! Say with me, Jesus is. You are my protector. Therefore, I will not fear. Now, let's look at the next slide. Amen. This will preach. Comfort. Jesus is your shepherd. And he's given us the Holy Spirit to bring comfort into our lives. Because Jesus is my shepherd, his rod and his staff comforts me. And then satisfaction Because Jesus is our shepherd. He has prepared a six-course meal for you right in the presence of your enemies. This meal is not something that you'll eat when you get to heaven. That's another meal. But right here, he wants you to be satisfied and taste and see that the Lord is good. He's prepared a table for you. And on his table is healing. And on his table is strength. And on his table is joy. Raise your right hand and declare it with me. Because he is my shepherd. I have great comfort. And I'm totally satisfied. Because I'm eating the good of the land. Right here. In the presence of my enemies. Oh hallelujah. The next one is anointing. The next slide. Anointing. Did you know that you're anointed? Did you know that you're anointed? Somebody says, well, I know Jesus was anointed. But the Bible says you're anointed. And that you have an unction from the Holy One. And because He is our shepherd, and because we're anointed, He continuously anoints our head with oil. And then the next one is abundance. My cup. What's your cup doing? My cup's running running over. And then confidence. Surely goodness and mercy is following me all the days of my life. Amen. I want to do a handout. How many of you would like a handout of this next week? I want this to get in your heart and to get in your mouth. The anointing, the anointed one and his anointing is in me, upon me. Say with me, my cup's running over. And surely goodness... And mercy are following me all the days of my life. And then the last one is union. Union. Let's say it together. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Aren't you glad that Jesus is your shepherd? Let's all stand up. That's good for today. Amen. Thank you, Lord.